Almost Daily Devotional, Jesus is the Son of God. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Almost Daily Devotional. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. Today, we're going to be taking a look at John chapter 5, and uh, we're going to see where Jesus kind of lets the religious leaders of the day have it. That's right, my friends. So I was reading in the book of John chapter 5 this morning when I came across the part where the Jewish leaders of the day uh, were giving Jesus a hard time. Jesus had basically just healed somebody who had been sick for 38 years. And the big issue here in this story is that these religious leaders were upset because Jesus was doing work on the Sabbath. And of course, if you're not familiar with the Sabbath, the Sabbath is declared a a holy day to be set apart for rest. And uh, you're not supposed to work. And it's a day devoted to God. And uh, this was very much a part of uh, the, well, obviously, the part of the Old Covenant, covenant um, set forth by Moses, and um, of course, the, that was set forth by God, uh, but, also, but given through Moses to the people as a part of the law. And uh, the religious leaders of the day, the Jewish leaders, these folks were there to uh, make sure that the law was being upheld at all costs, I guess. In fact, I, you know, if if necessary, we will kill people if they're not adhering to the law of God. And and there may even be uh, more about, uh, you know, some of the things that are pretty harsh ways of dealing with people who break this law, uh, written back in the Old Testament, as far as I know. And so, uh, anyway, I, I just want to share with you as I was reading this, I loved Jesus's initial response to their objection. Uh, He says this, he says, my father is always working and so am I. So, so basically they're out there, they're giving him a hard time. He's like, listen, you know, know, my father's working all the time. So am I. And I I kind of shared that out on Twitter. And I said, you know, uh, something tells me that I probably shouldn't use this to defend my own workaholic tendencies. I don't know if you've ever known anybody who has uh, taken just one scripture out of place and just said, you know what, this is how I'm going to defend my actions. This is how I'm going to defend who I am and what I'm doing right here. You know, for example, if I was working 60 or no, not 60, yeah, let's just say 80 to 140 hours a week and somebody was to give me a heart, it's like, listen, you don't understand. God, God's called me to work all the time. No, that, that that's, you can't just take verses out of the, out of the Bible and, and just, Use them to twist it to support your own means. And and to be honest with you, it's one of the things that I struggle here with the almost daily devotional is because, I, you know, I I must admit to you, I, I I actually have read the scriptures several times. I've I've had some formal training from Nazarene Bible College, and I've certainly read plenty of books that lead me and and uh, guide me in, in the understanding of certain aspects of scripture. But I don't understand it all. In fact, uh, there's a whole lot more that I don't understand than I do, and uh, I sometimes feel inadequate to come to you with an almost daily devotional, and that's why I'm not here to quote-unquote teach you. 
um, the Bible. And if that's where you're coming, if you're coming here to be taught what, you know, the Bible, then maybe you want to find a different source for that. But what I do come here and share with you is is my reactions, uh, my my journey in faith and, and my journey and in, in what I am understanding about God. And, and don't be surprised if you listen to an episode of the Almost Daily Devotional and what I get out of a scripture uh, is contradictory to something maybe that you'll hear from somebody who is a pastor or, or a, a teacher of the scriptures and and what they say contradicts what I say. And, and chances are they're probably right and I'm probably wrong, but it is what it is. It's not going to keep me from from sharing where I'm at in my journey. And I hope that it's a source of encouragement and inspiration to you, not necessarily that you take everything that I'm learning and, and try to apply it, but that you'll actually open up the scriptures, that you'll maybe even look into some of these stories and read it for yourself and see if you come away with the same thing. And maybe it encourage you to look into things deeper and say, maybe, maybe not. Uh, but anyway, uh, so so yeah, obviously, yeah, we don't take scriptures out of uh, uh, out of their contextual information and try to support our cases. So yeah, m- something tells me I'm not going to be able to say, eh, you know, God's always working. So it was Jesus, and and that we're supposed to be Christ-like. <laughs> anyway, check this out. The Jewish leaders' reaction to this was pretty intense. It, in fact. Um, John says that they tried all the harder to find a way to kill him. Uh, of course, this me- must mean that you know they were already trying to find a way to kill him. And we're only in chapter 5 of John, and, and John sharing this story here about, about the gospel message of what happened with Jesus. And, and really, honestly, that, you know, that, I mean, I, I, I'm certain that there's possible uh, possibility that there have been many miraculous things that Jesus has done and many amazing things that he has taught that maybe are not recorded up to this point. And so I'll take that into account and, and think that, okay, maybe there's, he's, he's already, you know, kind of uh, bucking the system, if you will. Uh, he's, 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 he's basically bringing forth a new covenant and he's, he's wrapping up the the adherence to the old cust the old uh, mosaic co- um, covenant and he's bringing about this new covenant that will be uh, set forth through his sacrifice and death on the cross and his blood so anyway uh, but now he's he, basically he's the Jewish leaders are upset because now not only has he broken the Sabbath by healing this guy who was sick for thirty eight uh, years and now tells him to get up and walk and take his prayer mat and go on. Uh, but but now, but now, by saying that my father is always working and so am I, they're a little upset because now he's claiming that God, the one, the only God, is his father, and they they equate this to saying that Jesus is is basically considering himself to be equal with God. And they were not happy about this. And obviously not happy because they wanted to kill him. And they, they they wanted all the more to find a way to kill him. And Jesus obviously knows what's going on. He All of a sudden, we get a very vibrant look into the way that Jesus spoke to these religious leaders. Now, one of the things that I hope to do as I'm rereading through all four Gospels here uh, in, in the month of uh, February is that I really want to take a, a very close look and see how Jesus spoke to um, 
people. Uh, it's one of it's one of the focuses that I'm going to have, and and I've heard many people say that the only time Jesus really got upset with people who where he really laid into them, it was when Jesus was dealing with the quote unquote religious leaders. You know those those people who who are holier than thou and stuff like that. I you know I'd like to I I I'd like to say that I believe that, but just off the top of my head, I, I just don't see that as being true. Um, I see that Jesus at times had to be harsh with his own disciples, you know, um, uh, gosh, I, I, I would say that if I was one of his disciples and Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> um, I think that, I think that that's a pretty harsh thing to say. So to say that Jesus only spoke boldly to the people who were religious leaders of the day, I just don't know that it's going to hold water, but anyway. There's nothing that anybody can argue about whether or not Jesus was this humble man that always was very peaceful and very serene at all times. If you think that about Jesus, it's just not the case. And if and for those of you who maybe have heard that, you know, Jesus was very bold in, in the way that he spoke and 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 spoke with great authority. Uh it's it wasn't just in the temple courts when he overturns the money tables and, and all the other things that had been set up in, in, his, in the temple, which I haven't even got to yet, but in, in this time this time around. But um, here in John chapter 5, when these religious leaders had decided that all the more they wanted to find a way to kill him, he went off on them. And, and I'm just going to read to you what he said, and, and then he'll come back through and share some verses that stood out to me. And uh, this is word for word what is written uh, by Uh, uh, by John here, and uh, this comes from the New Living Translation. It says, So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth, the Son can do nothing by himself, but he does only what he sees the Father doing. Whatever the Father does, the Son also does. For the Father loves the Son and shows him everything he is doing. In fact, the Son will show him how to do even greater works than healing this man. Then, you will be truly astonished. For just as the Father gives life to those who raise uh, he raises from the dead, so the Son gives life to anyone he wants. In addition, the Father judges no one. Instead, he has given the Son, me basically, absolute authority to judge so that everyone will honor the Son just as they honor the Father Anyone who does not honor the Son is clearly not honoring the Father who sent him. I tell you the truth. Those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed from death into life. And I assure you that the time is coming. Indeed, it is here now when the dead will hear my voice the voice of the Son of God, and those who listen will live. The Father has life in himself, and he has granted that same life-giving power to his Son, and he has given him authority to judge everyone because he is the Son of Man. Don't be surprised. Indeed, the time is coming when all the dead in their graves will hear the voice of God's Son, and they will rise again. Those who have done good will rise and experience eternal life, and those who have continued in evil will rise to experience judgment. I can do nothing on my own. 
I judge as God tells me. Therefore, my judgment is just because I carry out the will of the one who sent me, not my own will. If I were here to testify on my own behalf, my testimony would not be valid, but somebody else is also testifying about me, and I assure you that everything he says about me is true. In fact, you sent investigators to listen to John the Baptist, and his testimony about me was true. Of course, I have no need of human witnesses, but I say these things so that you might be saved. John was like a burning and shining lamp, and you were excited for a while about his message. But I have a greater witness than John, my teachings and my miracles. The Father gave me these works to accomplish, and they prove that he sent me. And the Father who has sent me has testified about me himself. You have never heard his voice or seen him face to face, and you do not have his message in your hearts, because you do not believe me the one he sent to you. You search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life, but the scriptures point to me, yet you refuse to come to me and receive this life. Your approval means nothing to me because I know you don't have God's love within you. For I have come to you in my Father's name and you have rejected me. Yet if others come to you in their own name, you gladly welcome them. No wonder you can't believe, for you gladly honor each other, but you don't care about the honor that comes from the one who alone is God. Yet it isn't I who will accuse you before the Father. Moses will accuse you. Yes, Moses, in whom you put all your hopes. If you really believed Moses, you would believe me because Moses wrote about me. But since you don't believe what he wrote, how will you believe what I say? And, well, that's pretty much where he leaves off. We don't get to know if uh, Jesus had the last word there. Uh, We are told simply that John tells us after this, uh, Jesus went off to the far sea of Galilee. And, and of course, the next story that John tells us about is Jesus feeding the 5,000. But, um, yeah, we don't know that if he he gave them a rebuttal or anything, which I doubt that he did, but uh, we just just don't know what what their reaction was. But what we do have here is uh, Jesus speaking very boldly uh, about the fact that he is indeed, he defends, I am the Son of God. God does everything through me, and I do everything through him. Uh, you know, we 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 are in unison with one another. It's very clear. Now, of course, <clears throat> you know, some would argue that, you know, Jesus never claimed to be God. And, uh, you know, and I, I think that probably if you're looking for one scripture to clearly indicate that Jesus is God, uh, number one, I, I would have to think that probably there's some place where we could find that, that Jesus is, you know, that, that 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 is understood. But there's no question when you take the scriptures as a whole, in my mind, and again, I am not a theological teacher here, um, you know, but in my journey, it's just clearly evident through reading the scriptures that Jesus is God and that the Holy Spirit is God. Um, but here, the claim is that Jesus is the Son of God. And they, the, the Jewish leaders of the day, just for him to say, I'm the son of God, 
they basically say, you know what, you know, he's claiming to be son of God that in a, in a way that makes him say that, you know, I'm e- he's equal to God. And if that's their assumption based upon his claim, then then we can say that he's defending exactly that with his response. And of course, I did not read this nearly as animated as what I think Jesus probably bold, how he boldly proclaimed what he said. Um, but it is early in the morning and I don't want to wake up everybody in the home uh, here. Um, you know, you might think that we're in gspn.tv world headquarters, but, uh, you know, at six o'clock in the morning, it is, uh, it is a quiet place somewhat until I come into the studio anyway. Uh, but yeah, uh, there are a couple things that I want to point out that, that kind of spoke to me when I was reading through these scriptures, through this, uh, story this time. And the first one is in, in what would be, uh, John chapter five, verse 24. He says, I tell you the truth. Those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins. This, my friends, is what Jesus came to do. He came to basically uh, share who he was, that he was, that he was, is, and always has been, always will be the Son of God, uh, and that he his purpose was to come and uh, pay the penalty for our sins and that he would die and that he would raise again or he would rise again and that if we would believe in him and God who had sent him and that that was the payment of our sins that we would not be condemned for them that we would be forgiven and receive eternal life so here in the very beginning of Jesus's ministry or at least you know at, at the beginning of, the, of what John tells us here uh, we see very clearly that Jesus is already proclaiming that he has come to bring eternal life to those who are sinners. And then, of course, uh, I love uh, chap- what would be chapter 5, verse 39. It says, you search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life. But the scriptures point to me. They point to me. And what what I love about this is that everything in the Bible all that stuff that really trips me up, that stuff that I find very hard to understand, I don't have to understand it all. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to understand everything that God will reveal and open up to me. And I'm going to continue to devote myself to the daily reading of God's Word as 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 far as God will give me the strength and energy and to do so. And, and I pray that I don't fall short of that. And, it, you know, I understand there will be days when I get sick and other things may come up, but I, I just pray that God will help me to remain in his word. And when I do get I come across those things that I don't understand, I need to understand it. It's like, listen, the scriptures, it's all about pointing to Jesus. They're all about him. It's all about giving us eternal life through Jesus Christ and our relationship with him. And then, of course, in verse 41, I love what he said to them. He says, listen, your approval means nothing to me. And that reminds me that I only need to seek the approval of God my Father. God bless you all.